If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello! Welcome, everybody, to We Say Things, episode 212, sponsored, of course, by our friends at Manscaped. Gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The brand that took your balls to space is now launching them into the Ultrasphere, introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring a new cutting edge design and next generation dual skin safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code WESAYTHINGS20. High tech for low places, Manscaped. Thank you to Manscaped. Always, as always, our longest uh, standing sponsor. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And, of course, speaking of space, check out, check out our beautiful view, which you can see a very little <laughs> bit of because of crazy glare. Effectively, this is a bit scuffed. We're recording this from a hotel room, and we were looking at how can we make the lighting better. And... This was probably the best option because alternatively, if we close the curtains so you guys can't see the background at all, the light in here isn't great either. So enjoy the glare. It's very beautiful. And if you sit right here, you look like an angel. That's right. And it's not bright at all outside. At all. I, I don't understand why it's glaring so much on the camera. It might be some sort of reflection from the... There's a lot of like glass ceiling down there. Whatever. It's a great view, by the way. It is. You can imagine it. Imagine the part that you see and then it's just better than that. That's right. There you go. Uh, let's do our patron shout-outs. Oh. I can just open this. Go. Thank you to Humbled Bookmaker. Partial PCL tear equals more time to Dota. No pain, no gain. Sorry to hear that, friend. Get well soon. TI in Swan's Island. Zarzar <laughs> used the $30 he saved on the compendium to subscribe to We Say Things in Bruce Tier. The Shazcast asks if Sin can create a living list as he adds to his recommended games and have that somewhere we can access. That's a good idea. I need to remember to do that. Go to Cinderin.com. <laughs> Itchy Manscaped ad. Thank you. Uh, Mr. I Love the NBA segment. We need Suns fan and Cinderin Seattle Food Recommends. Well, well, we'll talk about why that's probably not going to be a thing. Uh, Monkey Man welcomes Nouns as our new North American overlords. Pepper Balls. E-Coil, shout out to my new friend T.I. friend, or sorry, my, to my new T.I. friend Aaron. We bonded over We Say Things. Thanks, Shannon and Trolls. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, we met you. Hold on. I think I have it here. Oh, God, I moved. <laughs> we have a great setup, guys. The microphone is standing on a chair that can turn. <laughs> a chair on wheels. Uh, I don't know if this is going to come up well on camera. T-Coil brought us this. That was all right. Yeah. <laughs> My memory these days, you never know. 
Uh, but yeah, very nice meeting you, T Coil. Thank you so much for your support and for the awesome pin. Where was I? Rupus. Hugh Ludes is ready to praise the podcast. Stupid Copilot is matchmaking really better now. D2 Bowie, Labdota, Yatoro does it again. Cinderin. We're actually casting him tomorrow. And Magdev. And that's off to Valve for the recent updates. Next up, marketing question mark. Games are falling asleep. We'll see you in Seattle. Disco Farm D, the Mega Pope, Dan Xavier, Nate Thicko Zero One, Hamscroach, Shark TM, Janie, Dop, nothing to see here, underscore man, Yves Remore, Ben Broomhead is off to TI. Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous, and Wombat's poop is cube-shaped, making hmm. it stay on put on slopes, helping mark territory effectively. Oh. Evening. Very cool. Imagine if you sh- literally shit bricks. That's what they do. That'd be kind of cool. That would hurt. You need a cube-shaped anus, too. R- Rubik's poo. I guess so. Speaking of poo, um, <laughs> could you get me that box over there? So, right? <laughs> Which one? The Krispy Kreme? Yes, the Krispy Kreme. There you go. Let's eat some together, mm-hmm. huh? So as you guys can tell... Oh, it was actually the Krispy Kreme you wanted. Yeah. No. <laughs> I thought you wanted another yeah, box. Like... You, you hold this. Ugh. So I am ill. Uh, that's why I had to take a day off of casting, and I, I was looking back, other than when my dad died during, uh, what term, like, super major, where I had to go back to home, go home early, I don't think in my entire career, I could be wrong, I don't think I've ever taken a day off because of being sick or anything, I always just power through, but I, the second day of casting, my voice, you, you know, this was mm-hmm. very sore, I'm like, oh shit, uh, but... I didn't think it was going to turn into anything, even though that's usually how colds and, you know, all this other shit starts, because it felt like I had left my room too cold and that the air was just, mm-hmm. you know, one of those things. And I had, uh, but after that day, I'm like, there's no fucking way the next day I'll be able to cast again. And good thing I didn't, because Lyrical in Your Game was like three 70-minute fucking games, <laughs> which I love, but my voice would not have been able to handle yeah. that. Uh, but thankfully, it's just a cold. I uh, got tons of COVID tests, all negative, and now it's just, I'm just draining, essentially. Like, I sound like shit, so. It's, I, not, it's not that bad. I'm probably going to sound pretty nasally tomorrow, but, uh, yeah, getting a lot better, thankfully. Well, you sounded, yesterday, you sounded pretty much normal, so there's a good chance it will go back to normal. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But I got, we got our COVID, uh, it was like our fourth booster at this point, whatever it is. I guess it's like an annual booster now. We got that and our flu shot at the same time, like three weeks before the event. So I was pretty confident it wasn't COVID. I'm like, that's pretty unlikely, I feel like. But it is what it is. So somebody ordered some Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Let me just partake here. Uh, you said it's these, This right? was not on the outline, by the way. I had no <laughs> idea we were going to eat donuts. This but, one? Uh, that is the one you like. Sir, I mean, oh, so would you like one? Yeah, of course. Would you like one of the donuts that you purchased? I'll have my third one. Enjoy. I'll take this back. Wait, I'll have my fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Oh! So, I, Buka was visiting Arizona, I don't know if I told you this, a few weeks ago, and one of the places he loves, he loves American food, it's like all the junk food and all that shit. And he remembered Krispy Kremes. I mean, I haven't had Krispy Kreme in so long. Like, oh, well, lucky you. We're actually going to be near one. We went to a Thai place. 
Mm-hmm. It's like the only Krispy Kreme that's around anymore. And we get there and it's permanently closed. They're all going out of business. Anyway, the point is, ever since then, which was a month ago, I've been fucking craving this shit. And then Jenkins orders $80 worth yesterday. Oh, so good. Mmm. <laughs> All right, where were we? Hmm. Oh, we talked about me being sick? Yeah. Oh, the voice lines. Okay. The voice line story for you guys. Can you, as I finish this, Sindrin, mm-hmm. can you just prep everybody? Uh, mute your bring audio. Us up, <laughs> not, bring us up to speed what happened. Oh, people don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So... We submit some voice lines uh, to Valve for TI, and based on previous years, we were under the assumption that we were going to get in one voice line. So we send multiple suggestions, and we think they're going to pick one. Just that this year, they chose two for multiple people. So many got two in the game, and some only got one in the game. And the ones who got one in the game supposedly was because only one of the ones they sent passed the criteria for what they thought should be in the game. That's right. Um, And for some, that might have almost been by design, because then hopefully they got in the one that they wanted. But then, obviously, it's like, oh, wait, I could have had two in the game. So because of a bit of miscommunication there, we get a second chance, those who didn't get two in the game. And you are one of those. And as you do with second chances, you spend it in the best possible way. So to give you guys some background, every year, Shannon submits a belch as one of his voice lines, and it never gets accepted, and they think it's absolutely repulsive, and he's been told not to do it, and he does it anyway. So he gets a second chance this time to get a second one, and he sends me this clip the night before he submits it. He's like, what do you think? And I just, I hear the first half a second of it, and I'm like, there is no way they're taking this. And you submit it anyway. Well... And now, so again, the strategy is if you want to get a voice line in, mm-hmm. you put in something that you know they won't pick, so they're forced to take it, right? Well, they're so not my, forced; they could choose none. Well, this is how Slash gets all his amazing lines, and he does one that's obviously over the top, and then they take something that's <laughs> the still other over ones the top. By comparison, I'm yeah, like, okay. by comparison, it's not, but it's still crazy, right? <laughs> so I put in one, which you're going to play in a second here. That is, I know it's not going to get in. It is. First of all, I wanted to, the reason I sent it in is to tell this story because it's fucking hilarious that I send a belch first and then this second. And then the second voice line was the laugh, the crusty laugh that I did, mm-hmm. that I showed you guys in the last episode. And they still denied both. Like, what the fuck? And of course, no communication. And at the end of the day, I'm not really that mad because, like, well, first of all, I'm mad for the people that spent 40 bucks, which is not many of you. I can say that. So sorry about that. But you're, even if they're trying to make up for the mistake of not communicating anything, like you getting your line a couple weeks later is going to make zero fucking difference, essentially, in making money. So Yeah, because most people have checked already. So I'm, I'm more upset about the original no communication because, again, sent all the stuff in early. They never said anything was wrong. And they just came out with it, and I look in the client, I have one line. So mm-hmm. now I'm literally, other than gods who didn't even submit anything, I'm the only person with one voice line. So it's a rare commodity. Maybe God submitted three different belches. <laughs> All right, play it. Let's right. hear it. Okay. So I think I have it saved here. I hope this is going to pick up properly on, I hope so. on the recording. I'll, I'll actually just, let me just check that there's actually audio as it is. <laughs> 
Oh no. Pause, please! Yeah, okay. That, I, I think that picked up so you guys could actually. Yeah, so, uh. Yeah, imagine, imagine getting a second chance because they don't like your belches, and then you submit that. So, for people that don't know what that was. So at first I thought they, like, obviously there's no way they're going to let it in, but I was like, maybe they won't be so offended because it does sound like I'm pouring water into, like, a vase or something, into a glass, because it's just trickling. Nobody mm -hmm. could possibly, that's not natural. Mm -hmm. That actually is me peeing <laughs> in the toilet. And after I listened to them, I'm like, man. I just specified in that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Cindric. I had... I, Just in case. I had I had the phone and I kind of bent down a bit to pee while standing just right. so I could get the highest audio quality for you guys just for your entertainment uh, and then of course I said pause please mm -hmm. later on my computer and I edited it into right. it it wasn't all simultaneous uh, but yeah it, it's actually concerning that my my stream is not very uh What's the word? I don't know. It, it doesn't sound healthy. <laughs> it, it's, it's a trickling stream. I actually looked it up and it, I looked up my, you know, where it takes me three minutes to pee sometimes. It mm -hmm. could be an enlarged prostate. And I was like, what's the cause of an enlarged prostate? Like, oh, some people just have it. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess that's me. So there you go. I mean, that's what it could be. There's no guarantee that is what it is. So there will not be a second voice line. Right. I'm very sorry for people that purchased I wonder if one. the crusty one didn't make it in because that is too close to some sort of copyright or whatever. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can think of, which is ridiculous, by the way, because it's a fucking laugh and it's different mm -hmm. and it's me. Right. The only thing I think what's more plausible is they listened to me pissing and got so angry <laughs> they didn't even listen to the second one. Or, because the voice lines we submit, one of the rules that you have to abide by is it needs to be your own voice. I might have thought it wasn't you. Then they can fucking email me! Like, come on, man! I, I, it's ridiculous! I, I, we don't know what it is, but uh, I'm glad you got to send both a belch and you pissing uh, to Val. That's, that's right. That's, that, is, that is worth more <laughs> than any sales. <laughs> I agree. I take the sales is, for content. Priceless. There you go. All right. Uh, all right, so next thing, before we talk about TI results, which will be our final topic and likely the longest, we actually took a Valve tour, which I've been wanting to do for quite a while because we took tours, or I did, I think... TI 5? TI 3, 4, and 5. I think I've been there twice. I might have not been TI 5 because I was with the team. So probably TI 3, TI 4. But I haven't been back since 2014, I think. and. They've had new offices since like 2018 or something like that. And when was your last time? Probably 2015. I hadn't been to this office before. Yeah. So most people haven't been in this office. Uh, it's actually pretty close to the old one, but it is twice as big. Uh, I, I asked ahead of time what we're allowed to talk about. Mm -hmm. Don't want to be a leak. Uh, there's some interesting stuff, though. Why don't you tell us your experience and I'll go through with whatever... Uh, yes, yeah. for my side, because so, we went in two different groups and we were in different groups. Right. So they did they did multiple tours. I think it was three sets of people, if I'm not mistaken. We were there. 
we were the first two sets and then when we were leaving there were people sitting in the lobby so i think there was at least one more tour for other people um well one of the first questions i asked was why they moved to this uh moved to this new uh, location and the, he said the primary reason was simply space like it, they had outgrown the other place it's hardly surprising right with Valve's success so um yeah what was the experience like you enter you get into like the what do you call the foyer the lobby yeah just the lobby um and then they have multiple floors above and a couple below uh the ones below we were not given access to because they were like part storage part secret stuff well they i think they said it was hardware right there was some but i'm assuming that's like hardware storage Right, to an extent at least. Oh, I figured it was like or maybe hardware like development. VR yeah, slash it could be. controllers or right. whatever. But yeah, they have essentially probably some different like labs and uh yeah, stuff that they are developing so we don't get to see. Uh all the NDA stuff I'm assuming. And yeah, then you walk around the, the the interior design is actually really nice. They have like a lot of morals of either games they have made or games they are fans of. So it's like the decoration is really cool. Uh, they've done a very good job at placing iconic figurines and statues and whatnot from their own yeah, games like on the floor. One of the rooms was like collectibles, stuff mm -hmm. that you literally can't buy anymore or they just would, weren't many of to begin with. Yeah. And one of them, I didn't realize it was a collectible, was the original Half-Life box, which I bought back in the day. It's like fucking super nostalgic just seeing mm -hmm. that thing. You still uh, have the box? No. Oh. There's no. Um, yeah, yeah and, and some of the figurines and whatnot they have in there. They had a lot of, in the... In the lobby, they had quite a lot of prizes that they had won, and he said mm -hmm. that when when they moved to this new location, they had to get rid of a lot of the old prizes because they had a lot of different stuff. But the ones that they're really holding on to, which seems to be that because they they got like different prizes from all sorts of like gaming magazines over the years for like Half Life and all this stuff, right? And conventions and whatnot. Uh, but the ones that it seemed like they were really holding on to were the ones that are prizes that are reviewed by peers. So it's game developers giving mm -hmm. prizes to other game developers. Those were the ones that they had like on display that they were very proud of. Um, they had a big Elden Ring statue, right? That at the, one was right at the sick. And so if you guys have played Elden Ring, it was basically a really big statue of Melania, uh, which is the an optional, the final boss, is it? but it's an optional fight you don't have to take. Um, and that was sent to them as a gift from so that was really cool. Um, yeah, aside from that, they showed us like different things. They have like gym, uh, well, catering. You're skipping over. The gym is literally an entire floor of a very big build. It's an yes. entire floor. Yep. Their specific gym, and when you go there, there's like personal trainers all over the place, which they get for free for a certain amount, at least. I don't know. I do like it's just all included. That's what. That's what they were telling us. Fucking incredible. I almost would work out, I think, if that was available to me. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's seriously really yeah. cool. So clearly something they put a lot of emphasis on. Because the original offices, I remember they had a gym. It was pretty yeah. big, but it wasn't like a whole floor. No, they, they expanded it. I, I think it was. they said it was basically by, uh, yeah, by demand. Because gymming became a really big thing for a lot of them in the previous office, so they mm -hmm. wanted to take that to the next level in this one, and now they had the space for it. Oh yeah, I saw, so, I don't know if you guys know him, an old workshop artist that is now a Valve employee named TV Dotto. He made, I think the Juggernaut Arcana, I can't remember, but his original set from back in the day was a PA set that made her, made her two-handed. She has one with a Halberd. Like, like, it was unique because... It made her like attack animations different, which is like the first time anybody had ever done that. Anyway, 
he works there and he was working out and I saw him. He's fucking buff now. Holy shit. <laughs> so it works. I mean, he was already in good shape a couple yeah, he's years a, ago. He's a really cool guy. Uh, yeah, what else did we get? To, so we got to ask a lot. Of, I'm not going to go over everything we asked. I don't know how many questions you uh, They were... Yeah, they were open to quite a lot of questions. Obviously, there are things they're not going to tell, things they are going to tell. Um, we got to see the floor where the primarily the Dota team works, and then there's also a floor where primarily the CS2 team works, which is... Uh, we didn't really get to see them in development, which might be an NDA thing. Potentially, them I would have asked, why, why 64 tick? That's why uh, they didn't let us up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, of course, the view is amazing. It's like it's mm -hmm. very high up. I, I, I don't really know the names of the things you can see from there. You, you can see Bill Gates's security office. That's true. It's a little. It's like an apartment complex with just his security. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah. Jesus. Sure, that's fine. Um. Yeah. So. One room you haven't mentioned yet that I thought was the coolest room is the motion capture. Didn't like it as much? I don't know if I got to oh, see Oh, shit. Maybe? Okay, so, well, you it. would know because you go in there. It's where they, like, do motion capture, obviously. Like, they get people to do moves and whatnot. And then on the wall, unfortunately, we weren't allowed to take pictures of anything other than the lobby floor. This would have been a great fucking picture. But you're allowed to talk about this? Yes. Okay. On the wall were... All of the Counter-Strike gun replicas, and they are life-size and the same weight, they said, because they need to make it as realistic as possible. So I picked oh. up an AK-47, I picked up the AW-fucking-P, um, and the scope worked? Bro. That's I, actually great. I'm not into guns. I've never fired a gun in my life. Obviously, I'm into Counter-Strike, and I, I geeked out a bit, I'm not going to lie. That was fucking awesome. That was the highlight for me. Really fucking cool. I didn't think I'd be so blown away, but that was sick. So you guys I, did not go in that room. I did not see that room. Okay. Uh, it sounds like the tours weren't necessarily going through the exact same areas or what. Uh, one of the things that we saw, which was kind of cool, was there... Were you also in the room that was, like, dead silent? Yeah. Yeah. So they have these recording rooms, and essentially the way that they work is that they're suspended by springs. So the room itself, you can't... It's not like it's bouncy when you're in there, obviously, mm -hmm. but... The way that it's designed into the building, there is no sound transmission that room and the outside room. So we were told literally they had a band in there playing full volume and you can't hear it on mm. the floor below. Like and when you close the door, transmit. dead silent. It is completely... If you have tinnitus, you would fucking want to kill yourself. <laughs> it's probably hell. It's I, actually I, pretty I, eerie. I asked if they ever go in there to meditate because I was mm. like, this would be the perfect meditation room. Literally, there's nothing yeah. else than just complete silence if you switch off the lights. But I thought that was a pretty cool, and that obviously cool. also, I mean, when you have when you have the resources that Valve have, that you get the opportunity to you know build something like that for yourself. I'm assuming the previous, I don't think the previous office had uh, an audio room of that kind. Where I, I don't, I, I, I mean, don't remember it at least. When we toured, we never saw anything like that. And there was another room where they do like the voice recording, where it's also soundproof and whatever. But uh, it, I just, it's hard to describe. Did you see like the wooden stuff at the top? Mm -hmm. So they're like these wood panels with hole, a bunch of little holes in them. So they they create this room first, and then somebody from some company in Italy like looks it over, and they design these uh, wooden like the curved wooden things on the ceiling with a bunch of different holes, and supposedly it makes the sound perfect because like based on 
mm-hmm. how the room is structured. Like very precise. Ninety nine point nine percent of people probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference, but mm-hmm. when you're a fucking big company, you can go. I and mean, another example of this is the color room. Did you go into that one? I don't think so. So I'm gonna do a shitty job explaining this, but there's a room where it's like pitch black inside, and there's a bunch of like three monitors, and apparently, like no matter what light you're uh, sorry, the monitors are like perfectly calibrated, they said, and no matter what light source is coming in or out, it does not change the color of what you see. So obviously, like when you ship a game, you want the colors to be, you know, when people are playing on their PCs, everything's going to be all fucked up because of their own settings or whatever, right? But at the very heart of it, you know at least that this is the actual color I want in the game. This is actually how it looks. Like 100%, this is how it looks. You don't have to worry about anything else. Mm. That's pretty fucking cool. I mean, that's, again, that's a really try-hard. Like, <laughs> you don't really need that, but you might as well if you're a fucking billion-dollar company, right? Um, so, Do you remember, so you saw this, like, little play land for kids, yeah. right? You walked past that. So they talked about how, obviously, in the earlier years of the company, there weren't very many parents, but now a lot of the people that joined the company have had kids. Mm. So they've also assigned, they have a room specifically. What It's, it's from, it's... Is it TF2 that uh, it's... Yeah, it's the the Pyroman. It's the video of Pyroman dreaming about doing, like, like everything he's doing is, like, playful, like, unicorn shit. Right. But it's actually him blowing shit up. Yeah. Right? My wife has arrived. Hey, Mickey. Hello. Greetings. <laughs> Come say hello, and then then be quiet for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I should go hang out with Jenkins and Nushim. Okay. Oh, Nushim is here? You nice. hang out yeah. with Jenkins by choice. That's brave. I know, Say no. hi. All right, we have a really ghetto no. camera angle. Okay. But, uh, good trip, I assume? Three Wait, and a half hours? Wait, there's donuts in here? Oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. You want one? Give her the shitty one. You want a donut? What do you mean? Give her the so lemon. So these are lemon filled? This is raspberry yeah, take and these are chocolate. Take the lemon. chocolate. Okay. As long as it's not the raspberry. Uh, where were we? Yeah, so they have this they have this uh, playroom for the kids, which there are way more of, and that is inspired by that video that you mentioned. And then they also had another room they called the sulking room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was essentially a room where that's for the older kids, or like teenagers or whatever that could buy, who are sulking because they have to wait or sit around or whatever yeah. while uh, things get taken care of. And that one has Soul Calibur and a pinball machine, and it's like some different... Yeah, they have Super like, Nintendo, uh, regular Nintendo, like old games consoles, essentially. Which yeah. is kind of it's a fun idea to have that there. And so you, I mean, they could have put anything in there. They could have just put modern PCs, right? Yeah. But they choose to put old consoles uh, that some of them yeah, really. Something about. that we can't take a picture of, but it's just such a small thing. But like you know how when you're you know there's a bathroom symbol in the building, mm-hmm. right? Or a, there's a symbol for every room essentially, and it's designed by Valve people, so it's. Like a lot of them look like TF2 mm-hmm. icons and stuff like that. It's kind of a cool touch. Yeah, it's it's clear that a lot of like heart went into designing mm-hmm. each individual room because a lot of the details that are in there are just you know they're just cool. They're not functional. It just it's just a vibe. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's that and that's what you want in interior design, right? Is people to feel special and to feel welcome. Can and, you close that box? I don't like the air. Okay. Um, get stale donuts. Like Shout out to Krispy Kreme. Yeah. I know they need all the help they can get, oh, so man, free imagine, sponsorship imagine for you. If they sponsored it. With, if, if it's just donuts, I literally would take that. 
Um, so yeah, uh, anything else? else? Yeah, there is one. I'll mm. end with it unless okay. there's anything else. Uh, it's main things that come to mind for me. So this is something that was brought to my attention by your group. I'm not going to name names, although I did ask for permission to talk mm. about this, and they said it's okay. Stopped it. Uh, somebody looked in the Dota team area. There's a board apparently with all the people's names that work for Dota, mm. and. I can tell you roughly the amount of people that work on Dota. So, we've talked about this before. Back in the day, we were told, I mean, this could be wrong. So, th this is the issue. So, this one I can pretty much confirm is true, but the past stuff is just speculation. But in the heyday, how many people do you think worked on Dota? What's the heyday? Let's say TI2, TI3. 50 to 100? 50 to 100, really? Yeah. Okay, because right. I never thought it would be more than like 50. Uh-huh. I thought 50 would be like the max for... I mean, the thing about Valve is obviously they go from team to team, right? So I'm not talking about like what their peak was necessarily, but like, you know, the general median. Or but yeah, that's the thing for me about when you say heyday, because in Dota, in, at, around TI2 to TI3, they still hadn't ported all the heroes. <coughs> so I think there's like a lot, there was a lot of work that went in for multiple years with getting everything into the game. Right. And I think once the game officially went out of beta, I think the team probably shrunk a bit because a lot of the tasks were taken care of. And then they probably went and worked on something else. So Okay, so let me ask you this. And again, this is just opinion, complete speculation still. How many people do you think have been working on it? Uh, not now, but let's say last year and the couple of years before that. So, which we've been told in general, they've made posts about it, that the battle pass takes up most of their year, mm -hmm. right? So how many people, like we've talked about there being... Like, I've heard from mm -hmm. rumors that there's like 10 to 15 people on the Dota for years now. Mm -hmm. Well, I know for a fact what you're going to say there are now, because you told me. Yes. But I would, I, if I were to guess when they were making the battle pass, probably somewhere around 50. Because I think that's been crunched. I, I mean, it's also a, it's a thing that's going to alternate, right? It's not going to be the same people that work on the same time. Right. But just involvement with it in some capacity, you're probably pulling in some extra people because it's high pressure right there's a lot of stuff that so yeah so we were under the impression because i i thought you know because the battle pass a lot of it that you outsource or like with artists and whatnot that there's genuinely been like 15 to 20 people on the team and then as of the last year i thought there were even less because it feels like they're putting their uh like their efforts into neon prime and other projects that they can't talk about so i assumed it would be around 10 to 15 at most. But according to people in the other tour, there are around 40 to 50 people working right now on Dota, which I think is fucking odd. That's way more than I thought. I think like we've kind of painted a picture of what Valve have been trying to do this last like six month period. And I mm -hmm. think generally we like the direction that they're going. Yeah. Essentially, they're saying esports, we're going to stop worrying about that so much. It's not really our responsibility, which we kind of agree with to a degree. Like, there's obviously levels to this, but going back to the old system theoretically would have been better from the beginning. Uh, but now that they don't have to worry about the battle pass and all the cosmetic shit, they can work on gameplay stuff. And there's 40 to 50 people working right now on Dota, and most of their patches are not cosmetic related. That's a really good sign, I think. Yeah. Like, that means game modes, a lot more big patches like we had this year, more heroes, hopefully. Like, I would love to see, like, we've talked about this before, like, between four and six heroes a year, I think, would be fucking awesome. 
I think also something that you get when you have this many working on it is that there's inevitably going to be optimization, right? I think that's something that the game would really benefit from because if everybody is working on cosmetics, they don't really have time to, to, to the same extent, make the game run better on lower end machines. Or mm -hmm. like you saw in one of the last big patches of this year, remember this thing where you had like the sliders, we could see the change in lighting and the change in like detail of, of certain things that they did, right? You remember that one? Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like stuff like that, which is like might not seem like that big of a deal, but it's like it's the it's the finesse, right? It's like that polish that makes games like extra crisp and so. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, f a final thing about the whole battle pass thing as well is obviously what has happened is that with the with the previous battle pass um, structure scene as a whole this is what valve wrote about in their blog post right is that ti has eclipsed everything too much and they feel like it's stifling them, right so if you the esports scene of dota largely has been run by hats rather than by the scene itself because ti the money that ti made the vast majority which is very clear from this year as well right people are buying the battle pass because they like the content in it they like the hats and they think it's fun not because they want to throw money at the pro scene for nothing. And they shouldn't there, right? So it just makes sense. So this year with the compendium we have that is focused more or less entirely around TI, we see how big the discrepancy is between hats and just the compendium view. Um, so essentially what this means is that now with this direction, uh, hopefully by comparison, other events now in the year will have an easier time, hopefully, first of all, finding sponsorships and running because they don't need to completely dwarfed by TI, and they don't have to abide to the DPC schedule, etc. Mm. Et I think Valve are trying to, with this restructuring of Dota, trying to not necessarily mimic, but maybe get inspiration from how things are in CS, where... <laughs> from their own company? <laughs> right. I mean, it's kind of funny when you think about it, because uh, I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision to not make the battle pass anymore. Like, it was clearly very profitable, but obviously their employees want to what they want to do and they want they have like yeah, their visions of i think what. one thing we forget as well that i forget valve literally invented the battle pass right mm -hmm. so they Pretty paved much. the way in a way for everybody and they love experiments yep. that's why their games are run totally fucking different which i like on some level i can understand but to keep with it for that long and not realize like what the ramifications would be a bit unfortunate but you know better late than never yeah, and I, I guess at the end of the day, like we've talked about before, we're going to see next year. I think next year is a lot of uncertainty for everyone. Like, Valve obviously have their, like, idea of hopefully how things are going to turn out and what their motivation or, and goals are for this, but there's no telling that that's what's going to happen. It might go worse than they think. It might go better. It might turn out completely different uh, because at the end of the day, when you're very hands-off and the economy and the scene runs itself, you don't... You know, you're not the one pulling any strings. It sounds like the only involvement based on their blog post that they're really going to have is that they will still run TI. They've announced that. They're already working on next year's TI. They wrote that a couple months ago. Uh, so TI is here to stay, and they have not decided how they are going to do invites. Those are the two things that blog post said, right? Mm. So that begs the question, if you have this tournament scene that's going to be running, how are you inviting teams? Are you going to assign points to certain tournaments? Is it going to be like in the old days where teams don't know until the invites get published? Because um, for the first time in many years, we won't necessarily have a 
yeah, you know, a clear red line to TI. Uh, how are the regions going to be represented? Yeah. It's going to go enter one where it's like, okay, we're going to have the best teams in the world, regardless of region. There are TI where a region isn't represented, for example, because their teams aren't good enough that year. There's so many questions. Um, and we're going to have to see, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, like we talked about when all of these announcements came out, I'm a little bit more hopeful and optimistic about how things are going to pan out um, the next year, but we're going to have to wait and see for tournament organizers to announce their tournaments, right? But yeah, I think hopefully for me, the competitive scene, it's just a big question mark, but for Dota itself, like the, the game itself, I'm more optimistic. Of course, I'd be a little bit more optimistic if there was a belch voice line from myself <laughs> in the game, but can't have everything I see. Okay, uh, let's finish up with the I-12 results. Yes. And I guess we could do predictions since... Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sure I can remember our group predictions by heart, right? Because the last oh, prediction yeah. we did was before we even left home. So, uh, I guess... Yeah, I said I was going to be able to remember them, but I don't think I remember all of them. But I'm probably pretty close. So in Group A, we had we both had Spirit winning, which yeah. happened. And then I think, did you have SMG getting knocked out? I think so. Because I think I between them and I EG think I had or... EG getting knocked out and SMG getting fourth. I think I had well, Spirit let, first. Let's forget about a prediction. Okay, we'll fine. count it after sure. TI. Okay, that. that's fair. Uh, yeah. So let's just talk about who made it and what happened. Then. So. Out of Group A, obviously these are four, four or five team groups, of which four teams advance, and uh, the advancing teams, based on placement, get to play another team from another group in one best of three for seeding. If you win that best of three, you're upper. If you lose it, you're so In Group A, SMG got knocked out. In Group B, Thunder Awaken got knocked out. In Group C, Beast Coast got knocked out. And in Group D, PSG Quest got knocked out. That's the biggest surprise. I picked them to win the group. Yeah, Quest, they got Quest getting destroyed. dead last oh, was okay. a pretty big surprise. Pretty big disappointment. Uh, that led into the following matchups. We had Spirit against Shopify. So Spirit won their group, so they got to choose, and they picked Shopify and crushed them 2-0. Uh, then we had LGD picking Keyed Stars. LGD won that 2-0. VP picked TSM. VP won that 2-0. Uh, Betboom picked nine pandas. Well, no, some of these they didn't pick, right? They just had to play. Oh yeah, by yeah, you're right because the first place team in each group got there's to no, pick. Because there's opponent. no way nine pandas would have picked that. <laughs> right. So the first place team in each group got to pick the uh, either third or fourth from the other group, and mm -hmm. then the remaining teams just got matched up, right? Um, yeah. So nine pandas beat Betboom two to one. Liquid beat Evil Geniuses two zero. Nouns beat Tundra 2-0, which was the biggest surprise out of the entire tournament for it's many the biggest people. upset in years, yeah, I think. Yeah, that was a very big upset. Uh, on paper, that is. We'll get back to that. Uh, Talon beat Gaming Gladiators 2-1 in a close series. And then finally, Azure Ray beat Entity 2-0. So that meant that the upper bracket started with Spirit VP, <coughs> Liquid Talon, LGD 9 Pandas, and Nouns versus Azure Ray. And in the lower bracket, you had Shopify against TSM, EG versus Gaiman, Keystars versus Betboom, and then Tundra versus. Um, you want to go over every single match that's been played? It's not that many. It's not many. Yeah. yeah. So first up, Spirit, which were lossless, they went eight zero in their group. They won all the games, and then in the, like we mentioned, the Shopify series, they two would as well. So they were ten and zero going into the upper bracket quarters. Uh, they beat VP two one, so they lost a game. Uh, Liquid 2-0 Talon. 
LGD 209 Pandas and Azure Ray 209 Nouns. The Noun series was very one-sided, by the way, side of Azure Ray. Yep. Um, so Nouns get knocked down, and they get to play against the winner of TSM Shopify, which was TSM. TSM 2-0'd that, so Shopify... Shopify looked really bad this time. This was not a good tournament for them. It's, uh, unfortunately, it's obviously a really shitty tournament to not do well uh, out of all of them. It's, I mean, they haven't had a great year, but they've had some I mean, decent placements, they, like some top fours, threes, you know. They, they got last yeah. at Riyadh, which mm. I'd argue is probably more important to them this year. Mm. Uh, but then the tournament after, which was Dream League, they get, what, what was it? Second. They got second. Yeah. They, like, oh, they're on the up and up, they figure things out. No, back to being last yeah. again. Very sad. Uh, Gaiman versus EG was a 2-0 for Gaiman. Betboom 2-0'd Keyed Stars. And Entity 2-0'd Tundra, which means Tundra get eliminated. So the whole, <coughs> this was a major upset that Nouns beats Tundra. Well, Tundra also get 2-0'd in their next series by Entity. So perhaps yeah. the Nouns thing isn't actually as big of an upset as you might think, because Tundra just seems to not be, not be informed for this mm. tournament. So they get knocked out. So... Out of the really big name orgs in the round one of the lower bracket, Shopify is out, EG is out, and Tundra is out round one. Yeah. So that's some of the you know teams that many people might have expected to do pretty well. Maybe with the exception of EG, just because they've had a really bad couple of months, they haven't like had any <clears throat> any good results really. So if EG, the org stuck with Shopify, they'd have the same placement. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> kind of ironic. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we move on to the next round of the lower bracket. So nouns now meet TSM, and that is the final NA teams in the tournament with Shopify being eliminated. So effectively, you're playing for the bragging rights and for being the only NA team in top eight. Uh, nouns take that one 2 One game was pretty close. The other one, maybe not so much, if I remember it correctly. Uh, so yeah, nouns getting top eight. A lot of people, not a lot of people, were predicted that. So obviously, yeah. at this point, momentum is awesome for them and. You can't really disappoint, right? It's everything now. It's just it, you're playing without pressure because nobody's expecting you to keep running hot like you have against the opposition that you're facing. They are fortunate enough to have to play Gaming Gladiators hmm. as their first main uh, or the international match, as we call it, uh, because Gaming 209 Pandas. Betboom beat Talon 2 to 1 in a series. That was the one I was casting with Lyrical when yeah. we were having a rough one. Talon. The way Talon lost that series has got to be so soul-crushing. They won game one. In game two, they're up like 20k and they're sieging high ground and they're yeah. being very careful sieging high ground with their carry willow. And then finally, Betboom string together a good hook. They play Putch in the third decider in the, the second game there. And they're in their, essentially the game for survival for them. And they set up a good defense chain. They, all the waves are pushed into the space. And Talon just rush to buying back their cores mm. so they opened the door for Betboom to win in case they wipe them and then they wiped them it took Roche push the base and kill them. and then game three was a stomp everybody's picking so. this dark willow position one I don't know if, have I seen it win one time yet Shiro has won with it for LGD a lot it was of the still game a pretty tough like, win against they should have won Talon should have won that game yes because that looked unstoppable yes and they found a way to fucking throw yeah but that is not the hero's problem and it was not no no I'm, I'm not saying it's so. just it's just funny that they, they messed up yeah. Square. That's that is what it is. Um, and then the final match that was played in this stage of the tournament, Virtus Pro against Entity VP two owed them relatively easily, I wanna say. Yeah. Uh which is obviously a good look for them. They are the only team so far to take a game off of Spirit, and then they two owed Entity who just two owed Tundra. Mm. And they made it look not too difficult themselves. So uh yeah. 
I think the bracket right now, so the game's coming up. Upper bracket will be Spirit Liquid and LGD Azure Ray. And then lower bracket will be Nouns Gaming and Bedroom VP. Do you want to predict like final placements or do you want to predict matchups? We can just do final three. I mean, okay. problem is we kind of already predicted, so these don't count for points. Right. And you just have our yeah, thoughts. We, we've predicted. Problems. I mean, I think both of us are going to pick Spirit to go to the finals. I think they're they just look on another level for the. As in part. upper finals or grand finals? Like grand finals. Okay. Uh, so I think they will beat Liquid. I'm going to pick Azure to beat LGD. Actually, I okay. think that's technically an upset, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that's going to be a really good one. Uh, we will be casting a Spirit Liquid game tomorrow, by the way, or maybe yeah. it's today for a lot of you. Lower uh, bracket plays first. I think Gaiman beats Nouns. Betboom will beat VP. I think mm. Gaiman will end up being Betboom. Okay. So, I mean, they've had their number all year. I don't think it's going to change here. So, Betboom will be, what, be top six, which kind of what most people would have picked them anyway. Uh, I think it's going to be Spirit versus Azure Finals. Damn. That'll be something. And who gets third? liquid liquid okay i think i have a quite a bit of different bracket in mind but that's so yeah that's your top three is spirit azure liquid in any order except liquid is third yes so you don't know you don't want to pick a favorite i'll pick spirit okay so spirit to win okay i think so spirit despite being 10 and 1 i don't think their wins have been as clean necessarily as others and i think their group was easier Mm. than other groups were they got tested by vp I think against Liquid, it's almost a toss-up for me, but I, I'm going to choose Spirit just because they seem to have their number in this series in general. In the next series, I don't know if I would pick Spirit to beat the winner of LGD Azure Ray this time around. Mm. I think that's hard to say. But it's also, it's tricky because we've just had a five-day break, right? So who's going to, you know, maybe some new tech comes in, maybe new teams or teams have different ideas or... Dark just, Willow, just play, support. Just play worse. Wow. You know, after some time, yeah, it's hard to say, but... Okay, I'll take Spirit to win against Liquid, then I'll take LGD to beat Azure Ray. And then in that Spirit versus LGD match, which is a classic, just with different players now on LGD uh, and Laurel on Spirit, I will take... That's so hard. I'll, I'll say LGD. I'll say LGD to win that. And then in lower, I think Gaiman is going to beat Nouns. I think VP is going to beat Betboom. That one I disagree mm. with you on. I think okay. Virtus Pro actually just look better. Mm. I think they're a better team right now, but... See how that goes. So that would push VP to play against, for me, it would be Azure Ray. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. If they drop down like that, which I think they do. Yeah. Uh, I would pick Azure Ray to beat VP, so VP would get top six, which they always do at TI. The organization has got that like five times or something. Uh, I think Gaiman will beat Liquid. So Liquid will get top six by that logic. And then I think Gaiman will also beat Azure Ray. Probably. So, big run from Lick, or from Gaiman, huh? Yeah, So and the reason I'm positive for Gaiman is that this meta is really slow, right? Mm. A lot of the games go an hour. So, it stands out to me when I see teams that are able to close games minute 25. Mm. And Gaiman is one of the only teams that's actually just running teams okay. over in certain games. That's I think fair. that's very promising. Uh, the other team that is closing games quickly sometimes is LGD. So, that's why I have those two in mind for top three placements. So I think Gaiman is going to go through Azure Ray to get top three. And then they will meet Spirit because they had lost to Azure Ray, or to LGD in the upper by my logic. And Spirit is going to be a tough one for them to crack, though. Yeah. I'll pick 
I'll pick. This is really hard. I'll pick gaming to get third. Okay. Uh, Spirit to get second, and LGD to win. Of course. I always knew you were going to go with the Chinese team. <laughs> and I'll be wrong for the fourth year in a row. <laughs> is that just four? I don't know. It seems like know. a lot more than that. To be fair, though, this year, based on the bracket, China's doing the best they have in Europe. That's Because they have two teams. I think Eastern like Europe this. has killed it, though. Yeah, for Mike. sure. They're actually, it's Europe. unlucky because they keep facing off against each other, it feels like, yeah. right? So. But it's crazy. There's three Eastern European teams and two Chinese teams in top eight. Yeah, it is crazy. Western Europe have two representatives, which are their classic ones, LGD and Gaiman, but one is in lower. So I would be very surprised if the finals is Europe versus Europe. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, that's I true. We do need some... Yeah. So that's a nice change from many of the international tournaments we've had this year, where it's just Game and Liquid, Game and Liquid, Game and Liquid, and Game and Win every time. So I, I yeah, think there's going to be some different flavor here. And I think it's really good for the game if China's in the finals. Whether they win or not, uh, it's good for them to get representation, because the region, to be fair, has kind of just sucked all year. Mm. So this is the right time for them to peak and, and get some... If I were rooting for a team, though, that's Chinese, it would be Azure. I mean, if I could choose by my heart who wins, it's Azure without a doubt. I think the, there are some players on that team that really could have had it multiple times, been close, and yeah. definitely have the pedigree to have one, one star. So yeah, I guess in our top threes, we both had Spirit, and that's it, right? Yep. I have Gaiman and LGD, and you have Azure Ray and Liquid. Yep. Okay. So Spirit remains the constant. And you have them winning the whole thing, and I have them second, right? Well, try it. Yep, not we'll for point, not for any brownie points, points among ourselves, but yeah, just as, right. a, as a as a thought. Cool. So yeah, I guess that's it. Any anything else? Oh, the Fuck the sirens in Seattle, by the way. Holy shit balls! Look at the lighting. How it's much nice has though. changed? Yeah, it's good. like nice and warm. We've got some yellow lights yeah. in here. I've been complaining about the police sirens the whole time. Mm -hmm. I've been here. It's like every hour, at least, there's one really loud police siren. You're on the other side, so you don't hear it as much as me. Apparently, not as much. I think. But like throughout the entire day, the entire night, since we started the podcast, there's not been one. I don't know what the correlation is, but thank you. Thank <laughs> I you. thought you were going to say there's not been one, but two, and I just haven't noticed that's either. Be <laughs> that's because the criminals have, are watching this and not committing crimes. Uh, so yeah, hope to see some of you guys at TI. Uh, I should not be contagious anymore. That is why we're sitting like this. Just in case. Yep. Uh, so should I be saying hello to people in person? I feel like I'm at a point where I, I genuinely don't think I'm that contagious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. So if you feel comfortable saying hello, it's just the thing is, like, I don't want to, like, keep prefacing every conversation with, oh, I might be, you know, still getting over a cold, blah, blah, blah. Just going to say it now. If you're not comfortable, that's fine. But this is your warning. <laughs> and everybody who comes over in the arena has listened to this episode. Yes, of course they have. They're all huge fans. Why I mean, not? You're, you're going you're gonna to see how you feel tomorrow as well, right? Well, it's definitely the tail end of the cold. So yeah, this is like the, draining, the drainage period. Which... Because the first day that you had symptoms was the last day that we cast, yeah. which would have been last Saturday. Yeah. So it's almost a week. Um, yeah, make sure you come over if you're in the arena. Um, we were there today for rehearsals to see it. It looks fucking awesome. We can't obviously share what it looks like. We can't show pictures or anything, but it's awesome. Uh, the arena is different from last time I was here in Seattle. The new one looks 
way more modern. It's cleaner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just really cool. So I think you guys are gonna love it whether you watch from home or in person. Uh, and yeah, feel free to come over either between games or after series uh, for a little chat or an autograph or a picture or whatever you want. Uh, more than happy to to be there when you guys come. I'll cough on you on request as yes. well if yeah. you want. If you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> The special special edition belch. Um, well, I can't belch on I'm probably that's... not going to belch in the arena. It's got a good <laughs> acoustics, though. Imagine. Just spreading it. You sent me a video. I think your, your girlfriend sent oh, it yeah. to you. A belching contest. I'm like, I didn't know this was a thing. Somebody, <laughs> Sign me up. Somebody belched into a microphone. Imagine this this image. Somebody belches into a microphone and there's like 500 people cheering. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> Like you would feel right at home. You would pay big bucks that for tickets awesome. to that show. Yeah, that's so yeah. impressive. Uh, with that, our next episode will be after we return home. Uh, then we will like recap our experience with everything, how the tournament went, uh, and hopefully have some good stories from the final days. Um, yeah, because of your sickness, we haven't really one of the. I think one of the Patreon names was give food recommendations from Seattle. Uh, you haven't really been out much because you were sick. I have been to one steakhouse called the Metropolitan Grill, which was nice. Uh, that's it. Aside from that, we've mainly been being here at the hotel. So, uh, I mean, the ironic part about my sickness, and you can attest to this, day one I get here, I hugged Rezo. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, you know, just said hello normally to. And from that point on, in my hotel, I didn't do shit with anybody. I've been cooped up. And then I got sick, and I was yeah. scooped up even more. Like, how do I even get sick? It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, That's how luck works sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you're just unlucky. I had a theory that maybe the cleaning ladies didn't like me, so they infected something, like mm. my pillow. If there's any room that doesn't need to be infected, it's yours. You take care <laughs> of that just fine yourself. Through that. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you. Hope to see some of you at TI. Others uh, enjoy watching T.I. Have a good one, everybody. Peace! We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening. Let's try. Yeah.